yeah like i said <laughs> it sounds it sounds encouraging at first and then it's like oh divorce lawyer uh no personal injury lawyer oh well that's fine he's the um the high class ambulance chaser dance monkey dance Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Funky Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Yeah. I am now an official eyeglass wearer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 uh so I walked in and, and they handed me my glasses and I went and got in my car and realized just how blind I was. Really? Because I was like, holy fuck. I can actually read those street signs. <laughs> and I spend a lot of time at stoplights, like looking over my glasses and then uh-huh. looking back through them to see just exactly how blurry shit is. Yeah, I do that still. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, being that they're progressive lenses, I'm trying to get used to the bottom being like mm-hmm. the reading part. Because yep. if I look down and I like turn my head, everything kind of distorts. Yep. And like a weird vertigo feeling comes over me and I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to have to work this shit out because this doesn't feel good at all. Yeah. So they said I'm going to get used to it, but it sounds like you haven't gotten used to it and you've worn glasses for a while. So, uh, yeah. And I hate my new glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, new is in December, but okay. I can't wait till December so I can get a new pair. Get new pairs. Yeah. Because these have a, these are a bigger lens than I've had before. Okay. So the, where they did the three divisions didn't quite line up with my eye, with my pupils. Oh. So it was like really hard. Like I had to like, you know, like get right up on the computer to read the screen and oh, it was pretty bad. Yeah. What I learned is that like, I guess out of sheer luck I have set up all my monitors for work at the distance between um the the reading and the distance mm-hmm. and so like I don't really need the glasses at work oh okay. um it's more like um like when I'm driving and stuff but it's one of those things like the speedometer is right in the wrong is right between those divisions and so, like, I'm constantly having to move my head in order to see the speedometer mm-hmm. so that it's, like, clear. And then I'm like, oh, okay, there we go. I feel I've become more dangerous driving with glasses because <laughs> I'm trying to figure it all out. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Well, welcome to old age. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I feel old now. As you should. <laughs> Come on, I had a good run. You did. I was feeling you did. young for now a while. Now it's over. It's over. Yep. I'm done. Might as well just go lay in a hole somewhere. Wait to die. <laughs> just wait. Yep. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Yeah. <clears throat> you, uh, have you seen anything good this week? I have. Yeah, what'd you watch? Well, I watched the finale of Only Murders. Yes. What'd you think? Oh, my God. I totally bought into it. I was like, oh, my God, they killed Steve Martin. That's why he's retiring. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought, too. I was like, uh, when when he started to ooze blood, I was like, okay, maybe they really are going to like yeah kill him off but i had heard rumblings about a season three and i was like maybe maybe they're gonna go for a different cast yep maybe they're gonna start doing a thing where like um oh what what's selena goes gomez's character's name 
Mabel. Mabel. Maybe it's going to follow Mabel and like she she goes and lives in a different building and there's another murder. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he sits up and I was like, holy shit. Okay. Didn't see that coming, but okay. Um, I thought the ending was... It, it, I, I enjoy the fact that like they instantly didn't have another murder. Right. Like, like it's a year later and things have kind of progressed yeah. with things and you're like, okay, they're kind of, they're still friends and things are going on. And then somebody dies and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that's how we're getting to season three. And the big cameo at the end. Yes. And I'm, I'm assuming he's not going to be in the next season, but. Well, actually that was a news item that he is in the next season. I wonder I wonder if like part of the story is they go back. I guess they kind of did that with Bunny too this season. Yeah. Like there were a bunch <laughs> of flashbacks and stuff, so maybe maybe they will do that with him. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. They they've knocked it out of the park for two seasons. Yes. There's never yes. been anything in here with the exception of the inclusion of like Amy Schumer. Like that was a little yeah. weird. It didn't really pay off. Right. Like she's As most Amy Schumer things are. <laughs> yeah. So like she shows up for like two episodes and then she's gone and you're like, okay, is she coming back? Are we going to find out she's the murderer? Right. And she's not, she just never shows back up and it's like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I would much rather have the guy at the end of the, finale show up for an entire season than Amy Schumer so true true <clears throat> and I think he would fit right in with Steve Martin and Martin Short yeah oh exactly so yeah we'll see what happens although I didn't really feel like they've resolved like the painting mystery other than you you knew that it was the 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 backside of the painting where it was Steve Martin and his and his father. Wasn't that there in order to 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 kind of add to the mystery because you find out that Charlie McLean is not the dead woman's mother. Right, she's the artist. She's the actual artist. Yep. Um <clears throat> Yeah. I one of the things I did miss this season was some of the really bizarre things that they did in season one, like when Steve Martin talks to the Looney Tunes characters. Yeah. I was hoping for more of that kind of stuff, like the, the kind of way out there out of the blue stuff. Mm-hmm. They, there was a little bit of it in the finale when they're trying to, um, talk to Tina Fey. Yep. And they're the, the, th- the woman was like, oh, she doesn't like it when you talk in slow motion. Right. And the tomato thing. That was oh a God, little was bit on par with that. But it's. Yeah. The Looney Tunes thing came out of nowhere in the first season. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. It was just like this bizarre amount of storytelling that I'm like, I hope they do that again. And they didn't. But, <laughs> you know. But they did a good job of keeping the actual identity of the murderer kind of in the distance until they were really up on it. And it was like, oh, oh yeah. okay, okay, I get it now. Yep. And I had, I did not realize that the, the, uh, gallery owner was, what's her name? Cara Devigny? Yeah. Devigny? Devigny? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Which explains why I thought she was just freaking annoying. (laughs) (laughs) She's not a good actress. Uh, No, she is not. She, the only thing that I've ever seen her in where she was remotely okay was that, that show that they did on, was it Amazon? Oh, the thing with Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Was it, what was it called? Something Row? Carnival Row? Carnival Row? Yeah. Yeah. That was the only time I've ever seen her where I was like, okay, that's okay. Everything else I've just been like, why do they keep putting her in things? Mm-hmm. And this was no exception. Yeah. But I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Oh, so bravo. Bravo. 
Bravo. And then we had a new episode of uh, She-Hulk. Yeah. Which feels like the movie that was originally pitched, or not the movie, but the series that was pitched. Um, Oh, what's her name? The girl from High School Musical. And she ended up working for the the revamp of it was she ended up she was working for Bruce Wayne's cousin, Alan Tudyk. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <clears throat> uh, the insur- but it was like an insurance company, wasn't it? No, he was like a he was, a it was like a technology company. Oh okay. It was supposed to be it was supposed to be an insurance company. Oh yeah, because they were they were like dealing with like the aftermath of like superhero battles or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, and then that all got changed. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, they're relying an awful lot on her CG, if that's what's going to drive her new position in the, in the different law firm. <clears throat> yeah, and we could we could go into depth on whether or not the CG is good. It has its moments. It has its moments. Yes, there are definitely cracks in the in the armor. You, mm-hmm. there are definitely times when you look at like She Hulk's mouth move, and it's like, okay, they didn't have enough time to do that. Yep. And the fact that, well, they they kind of get rid of the Hulk in this one. Right. He's off on an adventure. He's not going to really be around, so they don't have to worry about that. But there's still going to be like a rogues gallery of metahumans or whatever they're called in Marvel enhanced. Um, there's still going to be like the abom the abomination's going to show up mm-hmm. in his full form. You're going to get Wong showing up. So there is a bunch of visual effects that they're going to have to do. Right. The she Hulk thing being front and center is going to be the thing that people look at and be like, yeah, that doesn't look right. (laughs) So I don't know how they get around that other than they just be like, it is what it is. Like it's a fucking TV show about a she Hulk man. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and do you think her lawyer suit is made out of spandex? It must be because it, because it obviously like shrinks right back on her. That was like, (laughs) Oh, okay. You're not you're not going to see her like in tattered clothing. Uh, maybe she took the Hulk's, um, you know, his his suggestion his to heart. Where yeah, like she just went back and had everything made in spandex, right? And you know they can do wonders with lycra these days. It's it can be patterned to look like wool or you know, yeah, any of those those suits that she wears. Um, I'm sure we've talked about this on the show before, but um, my wife knows the actor who plays Pug, who he was on Arrow for a while. Yeah. Um, he is now. She in used she- to babysit him. Yeah. She's yeah. now in She-Hulk. Um, and it, apparently he's wanted to do more comedy, and by that I guess it's poop jokes. Uh, because yeah. his big thing was talking about where to go poop. Yeah. But I'll give it to him. Homeboy got second billing on the show. So I don't know how he worked that out. But good for him. Yeah. Because it's not going to turn into... This character does not turn into a superhero. So... Right. His Marvel thing is that he just plays a lawyer. Yeah. <clears throat> but, just you know... Guy in suit for for one for one scene where he talks about where to go poop i he, he's making the internet because a lot of the people are talking about his character mm-hmm. so good for him yeah whatever it takes yeah <clears throat> um i also started watching lower decks oh did you because our friend toast recommended it okay um i'm like halfway through the second season Oh wow, I I like it. I okay. understand it's a cartoon. <laughs> okay. But I almost wish that like this was taking place at the same time, other major events were taking place. Okay. But from the lower decks point of view, 
there was a couple of live action episodes yeah. like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there's okay. there's one I know. I think I want to say there was one in Next Generation called Lower Decks. Okay. There was one I believe in Deep Space Nine, and I believe there was one in Voyager. Um. And it was exactly that. It was major shits going on on the bridge, and this is how the other characters react to it. Um, I have not watched any of the animated stuff. I haven't watched that or Prodigy. I've heard that Lower Decks is the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not delved into it yet just because... Okay. I don't know. I feel like Star Trek should be live action. You mean not not like the 1976 Saturday morning cartoon? No. No? No. Okay. Star Trek, the animated series, is my least favorite of all Star Treks. Ah, okay. So, you know. I see. Take it for what it is. Yeah, like. I mean, this, this, this is amusing. It's like they're on a on a older class starship and their job is second contact. <laughs> okay. So they're the ones who who make sure they get the name of the the planet right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um the one of the characters has been transferred to a uh, Riker's ship and Riker is in it or Jonathan Frakes is in it and Marina Sirtis. It's like okay, this is amusing. Okay, you know, I'm still waiting for like laugh riot kind of stuff. Is it is it worth watching? Like as a as a Star Trek viewer? Yeah, because it's really a deep dive. Okay. <clears throat> there's there's lots of stuff they reference. Okay, fair which enough. Which makes it interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, give it a shot. See what you think. See what you think. And then I also watched something on your recommendation, and I have oh. questions. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I just finished Halo tonight. Oh, okay. Um, I can't help but thinking if they they replaced Master Master Chief, uh huh, Master Chef, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, with a stormtrooper, <laughs> it would be Bad Batch. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's definitely similarities. Yeah, um, I mean, it, interesting premise. the The first several episodes had some really nice CGI in it, right? But like the last three, it's like, did you spend all your money? <laughs> they were victims of COVID. They were, um, they their production got split between um, episodes. Yeah, and so you can tell there there was a rush at the end to get it complete, and it shows. Uh yeah. Um, you know, there's, I know there's a lot of people. There's there's the one of the bigger fights towards the end of the season. Um, they're trying to get this artifact back to the ship, and Master Chief is running with the artifact, and and he's. He's got he's having to face down um, the enemies and there's a line in it where Cortana says, well, all you have to do and his response is, I know how the game is played. And everybody is like, it's like a big collective groan. It's like you don't have to call attention to the fact that this is based on a game. But they they do in the fact that those last few episodes have all this first, first person, person shooter point yes. of view. It's like, did did they change directors or what the hell happened? I think what happened was they shot the first bunch and it was editing them when COVID hit. Mm. And they had a break and they were able to be like, you know what this is missing? Yeah. This is missing the Halo idea of first person shooter. Right. And the the last the last big battle is all first person and it's like oh, okay I what I really enjoyed about the show was like the promise of the first episode where there's a a mining colony that comes under attack and 
you're watching these big monsters come in and wipe out all of the resistance fighters. Right. And there's this room where all the women and children have gone to hide. And you're like, oh, well, those are going to be the survivors. And then the big monsters rip the door open and kill everybody that's in that room. And it's like, okay, they actually went there. They actually killed women and children, which is bold for a, a TV show that's wanting to be like, like the next major sci-fi TV show. Um, and there were moments like that. that were really good. And I loved the, because you don't get it in any of the games is, is that personal growth of like, here's a, here's a uh, Spartan that left and he's now on his own mining colony, but John knows that he's there. So he's going to go talk to him when he gets in trouble. And there's like these interpersonal relationships that you don't get in the game that I thought were done really well. Um, but then it kind of falls apart at the end and it's like, yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. It's like the th- the three aliens on their floating thrones reminded me of of Loki and it's like alright you're just all over the place it's it definitely felt and I can I like I'm not really sure where the designs for everything came for came from and what was in place first yeah um but it definitely feels like there's now like one design company that everybody's going to, to be like, Hey, we need like these aliens. Right. And they're going, okay, well, here's a, here's a drawing that we did and somebody looking at it and going, that's perfect. And then the next person coming in and seeing that and going, Oh, that's what we want too. It almost feels that way. And it's like, it's probably not, but there are certainly, um, coincidences in all these shows where you're like, wow, okay, I guess this is the direction that people are going in these days. It feels like um, when Cloverfield came out Uh and you got the Cloverfield monster and it looked different than everything that had come before it. And then every major monster after that looked like Cloverfield. Same. Right. And it's like, okay, I guess that's, Everybody that did well, so everybody was like, "Okay, well, that's what everything needs to look like now." Mm-hmm. And I feel like somebody somewhere hit upon those design aesthetics, and somebody said, "No, that's what everybody wants to see now," and that's what we're that's what we're getting. Yeah, there's an awful lot of that. They just started filming season two of Halo, so I'm hoping that they've taken some criticism from online and have tweaked some mm-hmm. things. Cause there was a whole bunch of like, why does master chief take his helmet off and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you, why does the Mandalorian take his helmet off? Well, it's, it's exactly. It's like, there needs to be some personal growth. And even in like halo, um, master chief is the analog for the player. Right. So he's faceless because he's you. Right. Not in this show. This show, it can't be everybody. So it's got to be a specific person. So it's, it's... Does it? It, yeah. I think it'd be really interesting to film something like that. What, where or somebody the, does, never takes their, hel- their helmet off? No, no, no. Where what you're watching is as if you are watching this unfold. Like, very much like, a, you know, a first-person shooter. It's like, you know the hands come into the screen, but you never see the face of anybody. And mm. you don't I think, think that'd be, you don't think after like three episodes, you'd be like, I just want to see the dude's face. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely Im- enjoyable, but it was, um, yeah, it's got moments. It's, it's definitely mm-hmm. got some up and ups and downs where you're like, okay, I can see where this is going to go. I can see how like this can be an exciting show. And then there are scenes where you're like, Oh, I don't know why they, they made that decision. Mm -hmm. But I mean, apparently um, if you watch the makings of on YouTube and stuff, Spielberg who produced this was all over the design aspects of it. 
Yeah. He was like he was designing the warthogs and like like these are the way that the Spartans should look and how to make them look all look different and taking bits and pieces from all the games and like like tying it all together. So I still feel like towards the end when they had all that extra time because of COVID, somebody was like, what if we did more first person shooter stuff? Mm -hmm. Because there's definitely a line where you're like, oh, okay, we're going to do this every time we see it now. Right. And it doesn't need to be that way. No, no. It would be interesting to see where they go with season two. I mean, obviously Halsey is, is on the loose and, She's still going to create her master race and, you know, we'll see where that goes. She's the new Nazi. Yes, she is. <laughs> I should have just named her Dr. Mengele. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll see where the next one goes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's been kind of a weird week for uh, entertainment news. Why? What's going on? What did I miss? Well... Well, did you see that um, apparently Keanu Reeves crashed somebody's wedding? Oh, he was invited. Well, by the groom right before the service. <laughs> okay, so you if if Keanu Reeves said he he would he would come, you wouldn't be like, no, don't bother. No, He'd I just like, think it's on, hilarious man. that he would go. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's the guy he he is though. I yeah. mean, he has really He's the one. He, <laughs> he has really made um, a reputation of being the stand-up guy. Yep. That everybody needs Hollywood to be. You know, there was that story where um, the plane that he was on had to make an emergency landing, yep. and so he rented a bunch of vans for everybody that was on yeah. the plane and rode with them. Yeah. And just hung out and stuff. And it's like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. I hear Tom Hanks does that shit, too. Like when he's jogging through Central uh, Park yes. and you see the wedding, he kind of crashes the photos. Bill Murray does that in Charleston all the time, too. Mm. I still have yet to see a photo of you and Bill Murray. It's because I don't go downtown. Why not? Who the fuck wants to go to downtown? Uh, all right. Whatever. <laughs> So the other story I saw is yeah. Natalie Portman's filming an Apple TV series in Baltimore. Oh, okay. And they had to stop filming and they're moving the production to another city because they were filming apparently in the downtown area and a bunch of people came up to him and said if they didn't stop filming, they would come back and shoot someone. Holy shit. Um, they, they, these, these people requested to be paid off. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, the, the Baltimore newspaper had the headline drug dealers attempted to extort $50,000 from the production, which <laughs> producers declined to pay. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're stopping production. They're looking for somewhere else to go. Holy shit. It's like, all right, screw you, Baltimore. <laughs> The show is about a mother in 1966 Baltimore who decides to become an investigative journalist after being drawn to an unsolved murder. Uh, wow. That's yeah. fucked up. You never heard about that when they were shooting The Wire in Baltimore? No. Nope. Wow. Okay. Nope. Very bizarre. Imagine being on that set and being being approached. Yes. Being like, "All right, we need to talk to the director. We're we're not leaving until we talk to the director. Come here. You either pay us fifty grand or we kill somebody." That's. I mean, that's really freaking bizarre. It's like, what do you? How do you respond to that? You you call you know? Georgia and you find out if there's a back lot that kind of looks like Baltimore somewhere. Yeah. Georgia has cities. Yeah, but with all the with all the filming that they do there, there's got to be a backlot somewhere. Oh yeah, I would think. Well, there is. There's there's studios up there. Yeah. Tyler Perry. Exactly. 
get him to. I uh, think Netflix has a studio up there too. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure they can find something. Sure. <laughs> That's messed up. They could move it to the Hollywood of the South. Which, what, Orlando? Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> Orlando hasn't been that since what? The <laughs> Orlando was never that. Orlando was never that. They tried. They they tried really hard. Uh, I don't know. Problem child? They definitely failed. Problem child, Ernest Saves Christmas. Uh, From the Earth to the Splash Moon. Splash 2. There was a couple of decent things that got shot there. There were? Yeah. The City Hall being blown up for Lethal Weapon? For, for Lethal Weapon 3? Yeah. Yeah. Very bizarre. Edward Scissorhands was shot down there. Oh, and so was the Truman Show. Yeah. Yeah. But not Orlando. No. <laughs> no. Those were shot away from Orlando, but still. Yeah. Orlando, the city beautiful. <laughs> I still never understood that. Yeah. Like, well, Marketing ploy. Um. Oh, lies. Lies, <laughs> lies, lies. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you see the big news about Ozzy Osbourne? Which news? That he's leaving America or that he yes. can't walk anymore? Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a one-two punch for old Ozzy. Everything's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, look, look, I understand why he's leaving because of all the public shootings that's going on. Yeah. I just don't know what him announcing it does. It puts him in the news. I that's all it does. I guess. And he's got a new album releasing next week. Oh, so there you go. Okay. There you have it. That's it. Okay. Yep. I mean, the dude can't really tour anymore, so what's, you know, you can't go to see another Black Sabbath concert or, you know. And how old is he now? He's got to be in his... 80s? Is he that? Let's I don't see. know. He is 73. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Wow. But, I mean, seven, 73 in the body of a 94-year-old. like uh, Exactly, yes. Uh, He's he's done some damage. Yep. So, you know, if look, if I could move to a castle in England, I'm, I probably would. But well, you know, he's probably only been in the U.S. because of his his wife. Yeah. Well, they had that show for a while. Yeah, which LA. was all her. Was that all her? Oh, pretty much. I don't think Ozzy said, hey, I want to be on a sitcom. I think it's the wife going, you know, Ozzy, we could make a lot of money. <laughs> and they want a, a mere $18 million for their estate. That's kind of cheap. Built in 1929. It spans 11,000 11, square feet with six bedrooms, nine bathrooms, and a plush red screening room. But he does live next door to Pat Boone. Pat Boone's still alive? I don't know. Yeah. Isn't he the neighbor that they had all the problems with on the on their reality show? Yeah, but how much of that was like well, set yeah. up for the show? Yeah, that's how you get Pat Boone's name back in the news. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're know. doing a show. You want to, you know, you, 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 you want to be, be the up? asshole neighbor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, out but back. because of that... Pat Boone did release a, a heavy metal album. He did. Yeah. Uh, out back, the half-acre grounds adds a swimming pool surrounded by gardens, hedges, and a fountain. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. It's like living at Disneyland. I guess. No? No. Okay. I wouldn't want to live in Disneyland either. No? Mm -mm. All the tourists? All the, all the TikTokers? <laughs> Get off my lawn! The mansion features an arched wooden door an arched wooden door sets a stately tone. Who the fuck wrote this? Leading to a f <laughs> to formal spaces such as a two-story foyer 
with herringbone floors, a living room under a crystal chandelier, and a wood-paneled office anchored by a stone fireplace. Ooh. So it's... I don't will, think this is the house move? from the show. Will you help me move? No. <laughs> I mean, it really I'll, doesn't I'll look put like... A futon, I'll put a futon in the in the office with the, uh, with the fireplace for you. Uh, okay. I'm there. Um... It's it's definitely not the house from the TV show, and oh my god, the screening room. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe this. It is literally a plush red screening room that has a carpeted ceiling. Oh, how seventies red. Yeah. Like it looks like it, it's awful gaudy. You don't you don't really expect the Prince of Darkness to be watching movies in a room you don't? like this. No. I wonder if that's where they film um The Osbournes want to believe. Oh, uh, why are they in like a big stupid red room? They're they're in like in a in a screening room of some sort. Oh. And and their kid shows them videos of different bizarre happenings. I mean, it's a nice house. It's just decorated really horribly. You mean as if maybe like an over-the-hill rocker was living there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just saying my design choices would be different. Okay. Poor Ozzy. I mean, at 73, it's it's probably time for him to like just retire. Just disappear. Disappear. Yeah. Over the falls. I'm not saying I'm not saying go quietly into the into the night. No. But uh, enjoy yourself, man. Like Well, that's what got him in this problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know. If he wasn't enjoying himself so much. Well, that's true. That is definitely true. So apparently that when they did the TV show, they were living in Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. And then I guess they sold that house and moved into this one. And, and I guess now they're in L.A. Oh. Hancock Park Estate. You think that he got it just for because it said Hancock? Yes. Home? Jared! Homes for sale in Hancock. Okay, so... On the cheap end, for the one bath, one bedroom, one bath, 713 square foot house, they're asking 500000 Well, that's kind of the going rate these days. Yep. Uh... One bedroom, two bathroom, eleven hundred and fifty-three square foot house is a million dollars. Okay. Fuck me. <laughs> Good God, man. Okay, so no, that's five bathrooms. I would love to see like. Well, okay, that's probably the closest. Three bedroom, two and a half bath. 1,800 square feet, so my house is a little bit bigger than that. They're asking $1.1 million. Why can't real estate prices here be like they are in California? And then the the five-bedroom, four-and-a-half bath, 7,000-square-foot house is six point six million dollars mm. and it looks like a like a French cottage it's got these really yeah. bizarre like tall ceilings and shit mm. see this is not a house I would buy no no nope I, I guess I'm more like I like more modern architecture 
like a lot of the stuff in in LA is is like been there since like the twenties. That's what I like. Do you? you like I that I one? like the what they call the, the the storybook style of houses. Okay. You know, some half timber, maybe a tarish. <laughs> Juliet balcony. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just the inside needs to be more modern. Like, I know they like the theme shit, but. Well, and you don't have to live with their decor. No, and I know that. And you I know, know you're like, supposed to you look know, past these, it. Yeah, you know, these people who, like, look at houses and they're like, oh, I just hated the color of the bedroom. Right. Well, fucking paint it. You can change the colors. <laughs> right. But, like, you can't change. Some of the things you can't change is, like, in the one that I just looked at with the big, gaudy, like, wooden ceiling that like arches over like that'd be really hard to change. But I mean, if you're, if you're literally buying a $7 million house, you probably yeah. have the money to change it. But I don't know. I would just want something that's more modern. All right. But you know, in LA, that's going to cost you a shitload. Yeah. Well, until it falls off the map. <laughs> and you know it's LA so like so okay here's a house that's 18 million dollars but it's got like um, why is there a barber shop in there that's weird <laughs> but I guess if you've got an 18 million dollar home but like since it's LA and like there's not a whole lot of like bugs and shit like half of the house slides into so like you have these big openings in the wall so you can just like go out into the yard and stuff yeah like I like that I like that look you know they've, the pool area has like a sunken section with a fire pit in it so like you could swim up and talk to the people sitting in the seats hmm. like that kind of shit that kind of shit, yeah. yeah. Well, if it weren't for those pesky fires. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, you know, earthquakes and fires and avalanches and all that fucked up shit that goes on, but I don't know. Nowhere's perfect, I guess. Yeah. Gotta live with something. So I got a couple of movie recommendations for you. You do. I do. All right. Um, Have you watched Everything Everywhere All at Once yet? No. Okay. I heard it's really good. It's amazing. Okay. Um, It's done. It's it's one of those movies that have two directors. Um, And it's... I don't really want to give a whole bunch away, but it has to do with multiverses. Hence the title, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And the amazing part about this is that um, for the size of this movie, the visual effects team was five people. And they did it all on laptops that they bought from a store. Like, they didn't get special workstations. It wasn't anything, like, major. They got, like, run-of-the-mill laptops and did all the visual effects in it. And, um, oh my God, what, you know, how I keep telling you about how random things start playing on my computer. <laughs> yeah. I, it's playing something now. Oh, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> None of my tabs say that there's something playing on them. Like um, my, my, my. And how often does this happen? Can can you not hear this? I I can hear it now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and there's nothing that's like open, in like the 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 
system tray or anything? No. That's weird. Does this does this always happen to you? Like like a couple times you, a day? Usually when I'm talking to you. Oh. It's it sounds like it's a movie trailer. It's definitely not a movie. Is it in I, is it in the Skype app like application? I know no. you're you're not in the app tonight that you're on the No. It's so freaking weird. It was some trailer about a guy in therapy who has a compulsion to kill people. <laughs> I have no idea what that's from. None whatsoever. Uh, all right. Where were we? Uh, we were talking about Ozzy. No, we were talking about everything everywhere all at once. Oh, yeah, that's right. We moved <clears> on. It's, it's the amount of work that these five guys did in order to pull this movie off is amazing. And it's got... Uh, Michelle Yao is that her last name? Yep. Um, and it's got Short Round in it. Oh, really? Short Round plays her husband. Okay. Um, and it's his first acting gig in years. Okay. And he's really good in it. So I'm not. I don't know if you'd have to rent it or you'd have to find it in a other location. Uh huh. But it's very much worth seeing. Um. It's one of my top like three movies for the year. Um, it's it's really really well done. It's I will I will preface this with um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Okay. For a bit, and there is a world where people have hot dogs for fingers. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but it's, it's very interesting. I think, I think you'd, you'd like it. Okay. And then the other recommendation I have is the Jordan Peele movie. Nope. That looks interesting to me. It's there. It's been a very long time since a movie has captured my attention the way that Nope has. Um, most movies that I watch these days, I'm doing other things while I'm watching. And so I'm paying attention, but I'm like working on something else. Nope. Had me dead locked on the screen from the beginning to the end. And that doesn't happen very often. Hmm. Um, it's very entertaining. There's a hint of mystery about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. Um, but it's got Steven Yeun in it from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, David Keith is in it. There's a whole bunch of people. Um, it, it, but it's really, really well done. David Keith or Keith David? Keith David. I okay. always get that mixed up. I always call David, him the wrong one. David, wasn't David Keith the father on Family Affair? Was he? No, that was Brian Keith. Oh. Yes, Keith David. Yes, Keith David. Well, good. I I usually I'll, like I'll the to, stuff uh, that Keith David does. Um, I didn't really love his run on Community, but you know. No. Oh well, can't no. please everyone. No, that was a little over the top, but you know, whatever. <laughs> All right then. So yeah. I think those those two films you'd really enjoy. Okay. I'll I'll put them in my queue. Definitely definitely in my top three for the year. Okay. Okay. That and Top Gun. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I gotta watch the Gray Man. You know the weird uh, thing. I got about, a lot I gotta catch up on. <laughs> the weird thing about Top Gun is it's unnervingly rewatchable. Really? Like there okay. are like that's always how I I base my how much I like a movie on is how much do I think I'm going to rewatch this. And there are clips that they've posted on YouTube that I play like once a day. 
and I'm like, why does this capture my attention this way? Hmm. And I was talking to somebody else today and they said the same thing because we were talking about like top five for the year. And, and he was like, yeah, it's, it's this, this. And for some reason, top gun. And I was like, I feel the same way. It's, it's just a weird, like it's done really well. It's not, you know, it's not the typical Hollywood sequel where they, they looked at the first one and said, we need to do this again. Um, only bigger. There are parts that are like that, but it's a, it's a completely new story and a continuation of the first one. Okay. And it's just done really well. And it's shockingly how, like how much it's capturing everybody's attention. I don't know if Scientology has gone in and like <laughs> did like um what do they call that when they put stuff in between the frames? Subliminal? So, yes, subliminal. If they've done some subliminal shit in there and so like, you know, I'm going to have this weird craving to go get my myself audited at some point. You might, you know, it's like after you've seen it for the fifth time, all of a sudden you're going to get audited. You know, we should do that live on the air. We should. Yep. But I want it done by Leah Remini. Oh, she's (laughs) not there anymore. She's not there anymore. That's what happens when you ask too many questions. You know, when the founders, not the founder, but the, I don't even know what he, what he is. The leader of Scientology's wife disappears. Yeah. And you ask where she is and you get kicked out for it. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Well, here's some questions from, from the uh, security check. For Scientology? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I have to hold on to anything? Like, aren't you supposed to be holding? Just answer these, answer these honestly. Okay. (laughs) Are you a pervert? Yes. Are you or have you ever been a communist? No. Have you ever embezzled money? No. Have you ever bombed anything? Like, like blew up or like yes. failed miserably? Because yes to one blew and no up. to the other. No. Okay. Have you ever had anything to do with a baby farm? <laughs> uh, not that I'm aware of. Do you have a Do you have a secret that you're afraid I'll find out? No. Are you upset by the security check? No. I'm amused. Do you think there's anything wrong with having your privacy invaded? Yes. What do you wish you hadn't done? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever decided you didn't like some member of your family? Yes. Did you come to Earth for evil purposes? Always evil purposes. Have you ever enslaved a population? Not that you're aware of. Have you ever torn out someone's tongue? <laughs> Some what? Someone's tongue. Oh, uh, not on purpose. Have you ever zapped anyone? Uh, not on purpose. Have you ever eaten a human body? <laughs> define. Define. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever made a planet or nation radioactive? Mm, not on purpose. Okay. Do you collect sexual objects? Uh, no. Have you ever had unkind thoughts about L. Ron Hubbard? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Have you been sent here knowingly to injure Scientology? Uh, yes. Okay. So there you go. And that's the point I get thrown out, right? Yes. Okay. They said honestly, though. Yeah. That's very scary. It's a weird, like, well, I shouldn't say that. (sighs) Normally you would think, why would people believe in such weird things? But then you look at the last couple of years and you're like, (laughs) I get it now. Like people are just fucking crazy and they will believe what people tell them. People want to be told what to believe. They don't want to figure it out for themselves. I guess so. 
all those flat earthers. <laughs> it's just it's it's scary that there's that much momentum with something yeah. that you know you see these videos of Tom Cruise speaking at these retreats for Scientology, and there's thousands of people in the audience. Yep, and they're all buying into this idea that there's a dude in a volcano that you're gonna be a part of or something I right it's just yeah. so fucking weird that, that even a person of average intelligence should look at that and be like what the fuck are you guys doing and you know. have celebrities I, that are buying into it yeah, you know, I just don't have time for this, Chris. I mean, I'm just so worked up over having people's student loan debts canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. I can't, I can't concentrate on that. Global warming? What? What's that? Oh, is that the problem? Is is, is it the is it the student debt stuff? Yes. Are you upset? That's what it is. Are you upset? That it's got me upset. Yeah. I paid my debts, Chris. <laughs> Oh, I, I saw a very funny cartoon today scrolling through the book of face. Yeah. I had some grumpy old guy telling this kid, it's like, I paid for my college tuition. And the kid goes, your college tuition was less than the cost of my chemistry book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't get it. You could buy a $15,000 house. Yeah. And, and the, the generation that has fucked over the generation that this is helping mm-hmm. to where I remember reading when my kid was born, they were like, this is going to be the generation that can never get out from under their student loans. Yep. They will die with student loan debt. And it's like, that's fucked up. That is totally wrong. So when somebody actually helps these, these kids get ahead and you know, could you imagine the relief of being like a 24 year old and part of your student debt just gets wiped out? Mm-hmm. Like that would be an amazing feeling. And yet everybody is like, like oh, that fucking jackass Ted Cruz, who was like, well, if you're a barista and you've been in college for seven years, so why are you disparaging somebody that has a job? Like, it's not like they weren't making their student loans payments like the people that are being forgiven are being forgiven as being like making their their payments so why is it such a big fucking deal it's because it's helping people and fucking republicans don't like to help people yep (sighs) and it's only ten thousand dollars it's going to be forgiven it's not like a hundred and eighty three thousand five hundred four dollars that Marjorie Taylor Greene had forgiven. Right. And she's gonna you sit know, there and bitch about assholes. this. Yep. And I don't understand that. It's just like, what does that do f- to you? Nothing. Nope. It's something for you to flap your gums out. Oh well the Matt, average Matt person Gates had four hundred and eighty two thousand dollars of debt forgiven. Yeah. Fuck these people. Which he probably gave to underage girls for sex. Yes. Yes. I just, I, I don't get it, man. I don't understand what this, what this fucking world is coming to. Nope. That they can be mad that, that they're helping people. Oh, well, what about the people that didn't go to college? What about them? So they didn't go to college. They don't have student loan debt. Well, everybody should get a ten thousand dollar check. It's like okay, then tax Jeff Bezos. But then they're going to pay for it. They're going to bitch that fucking oh look, they're just handing out money. Right. Can't fucking do that either. And it's like ugh, you can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. I read this interesting article. Not to be too political, but since we're already here, too late. Um, there was this interesting article that like there was a guy who was in the army or something and he remembered something that his drill sergeant said to him one day that made him understand the Republican mindset. 
and they ba- he basically said like look in war you will do anything to beat your opponent you will lie you will you will cheat you will do whatever you have to do to get an upper hand on these on your enemy and the fact that the republicans see everybody else as the enemy doesn't mm-hmm. matter what facts come out doesn't matter what is truthful they are going to do whatever they can to squash their enemies and that's fucked up because that's not the way this is supposed to run no and I, I don't know man it's just so fucking difficult to watch mm-hmm. and try to explain because my kid's got questions now my kid is old enough that she hears shit at um at school and then she comes home and asks me about it and it's like all right well i didn't want to have to tell you the way the world worked at 12 right you know i wanted you to be a kid for a little while longer but if you really want to know i'll tell you mm-hmm. and it's just like uh, i i don't get the fucking thought process of some of these people and i'm never gonna because I'm never going to see things the way that they see it. They're never going to see things the way I see it. And so we're always going to be locked in this fucking stalemate. I guess AOC had a good um, idea where she was talking about if you take the tax break away that Trump put in place, you would literally wipe out every single college debt in the United States and have enough left over to pay for the next four years for the next class. Well, why would we do that? Well, because, you know, because the rich people got to be rich, man. That's it. Haters got to hate. Just shake it off. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if, if, we would just not want to go to Mars or something. We might be able to pay for some shit. Well, yeah. But I guess we need another planet to go to since we're wrecking this one. Right. Right. Well, since you mentioned space. Yes. Uh, apparently they've they've uh, announced that Michelle Nichols' ashes will be launched into space. I saw that. Along with Gene Roddenberry, his wife, Magel Barrett Roddenberry, and uh, Jimmy Doohan. I thought Jimmy Doohan's ashes were already sent to space. Well, they don't send all of them. You know, it's just like a little little vial worth. <laughs> Apparently the prices start at $12,500. Or you can go on a... Or they can put you on another spaceship that's not going as far for about $5,000. And does it dump you out in the space? I, it's hard to tell what this says. <laughs> it says the ashes of the late trailblazing Star Trek actor Nichelle Nichols will take flight when they are released into space from a Vulcan Centaur rocket later this year. So apparently, according to Wikipedia... Uh, most of Dewan's ashes were scattered over Puget Sound in Washington. Oh. A small urn containing some of Dewan's remains in ash form was flown aboard the Falcon 9 rocket as part of Demo Flight 2. So apparently he came back. So <laughs> I guess that's what's going up with Nichelle Nichols and Roddenberry. All right. Who, who wants to take Dad's mm-hmm. ashes? We got to take them back. <laughs> Apparently, he's in an episode of Star Trek Prodigy from this year. Apparently, they really? they archive some audio. Okay. And so he was able to be in an episode. <laughs> Does he just say, uh, say phrases in different accents the whole time? Probably. I mean, all right, I'll do him from all of the actors on Star Trek had like the the most productive life. I mean, he was in the military and he like stormed the beaches of Normandy and flew jets and shit and like 
an actual like you know he did a lot he was an actual hero yeah unlike Shatner right exactly <laughs> Shatner says he saw something on the wing once and like you know and then they launched him into space <laughs> the only problem is they brought him back right then just let it keep going Yeah, I had heard it was going to be like a Star Trek group. Themed funeral in space. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if they were going to, you know, I don't know what happened to to Forrest Kelly, so I don't know whether or not, you know, they were going to try to get him on board to dig him up and, like, you know, send a finger or something. (laughs) A little bit of DNA from his razor that they found. There you go. Wow. All right. Let's see what happened to De- to DeForest Kelly. Um, He's still alive. Holy shit. Uh, he was diagnosed with stomach cancer in 1997. Uh, his remains were cremated and the ashes were spread over the Pacific Ocean. Oh, well, that's nice. So he was 79 when he died. Eh, it's a good life. He was 79 in 1999. Mm-hmm. So he'd be like almost 100. He'd be almost 100, yeah. Or he'd be more than 100. He'd be like 103. He was born in 1920. So, yeah, he'd be he'd be 102. He'd be 102. Damn. Well, rest in peace. <laughs> we'll boldly go where no man has gone before. Shoot your ass off. The Star Trek funeral. They put the fun in funeral. <laughs> yes. Oh, good times. All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no, I no? think that's it. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Damn it, Jim. I'm a pile of ashes, not a doctor. (laughs) 